Hello, I'm John, the executive producer here at Final Show Films. I got a few notes for you before the show. First, I want to thank you all for watching. We couldn't do what we do or the amount of things that we do without the support of you, the viewer. If you want to support us financially, which we always appreciate, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com fsfilms, where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us continue this and all the things that we do. I want to give a special shout out to our $25 supporters, Antitonic, Cat Waterflame, and Samantha Bates. Uh, second, I want to let you all know that we here at Final Show Films are planning a little get together up at Gen Con this year. That's August 2nd through 5th up at Indianapolis. We're going to be up there sort of hanging out, enjoying the con, spending time together. And if any of you guys want to come up and say hi, please feel free. We don't bite unless you want us to. And if you enjoy whatever it is you're about to watch or listen to, be sure to check out our website at finalshowfilms.com where you can find links to all of our other content, both podcast and video. And be sure to follow me at John A. Bates on Twitter for more updates on all of the content we're creating in the future. In the meantime, thanks for watching. And I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Fire and Shadow. Yay! <laughs> we have my lovely players all around me again. Okay, so let's jump right on into it. Basically, in the last in the last session, everyone met up within the town of Coverguard and was part of an attack by several seemingly deranged boars. The party sought out to go and find the cause of the of the poison or disease that caused this, ran into a ranger who pointed them towards the old campfire and upon investigating found them in a very awkward situation with a really big bear. This is this sounds like a Tuesday night for me. Yes, even though it's Saturday. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right in. I want all of you to roll me initiative. Would you like us to introduce ourselves as well? If you would like. <laughs> I'm John, and I'm playing Gerfried Eckhart, the human blood hunter. I'm Cody, and I'm playing Tybalt Mason, the Asimar monk. I'm Aaron. I'm playing Alpha Nam, Line Piercing Greystone, the human cleric. I am Antitonic, and I'm playing Bernadette Bosk, human rogue. I got the dead average on the initiative of 10. I got a 13. Set team. Damn it, Rogue. <laughs> we are we are doing well. I have a forte. <laughs> you do well, you do well. are facing off against a bear. Alright, Aaron and Cody, I need you to decide who's going to be going first. Uh, I think... What's your... Uh, my dex is 15. Mine's 18. Yep, go for it. You can go first. Sorry, I'll put the initiative tiebreaker in there. I forgot about it. Um... 
All right, so you said there's a bear? Yes, there is a giant bear, and let me roll up its initiative. Okay, now I've got all the initiatives up. First up is Bernadette. And let me bring us to our map. Yay. We have a map. I can use this. Yes. Uh, Are we on this map? Yeah, and if each of you can, you can. Uh, uh, we can't click and drag our tokens in. Just so, okay. just go and click and drag our things onto the thing. It'll work. I set it up. Please position yourselves as to where you would have been. Yep. I am definitely. I think we were we were over by the fire, so I'm definitely like right yes. here. <clears throat> and the bear is G over here. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to move there and hold my action to attack. Okay. Next up is Alfwen. Alfwen, sorry. Alfwen. Um, sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, let's... Okay, I'm gonna scoot. Oh, D&D diagonals, bless you for not making any sense and being really convenient most of the time. <laughs> um, so I'm going to move to here, which should be within 30-foot range, and take a shot with my pistol. All right, make your shot. 13... That will hit. Okay. Five piercing damage. Okay. That is my turn. <coughs> All right. Then next up is our lovely Tybalt. Okay. Uh, can I see anything past the bear? Uh, you're able to see the trees in the forest behind the bear. It seems to be alone. Was it charging, or did it just rumble out? It was rumbling out. It wasn't charging at you. Okay. Okay, I'll move. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's right there. And... Yeah, I guess I'll put a put an arrow into it. I'll try to. Okay. 12. Hits. Okay. Thwink. Five piercing damage. All right. 
that's my is that turn. your turn? Okay. Yep. Next up is Gafraid. Hey, I go before the bear. <laughs> yeah, the bro the bear did not roll well. That is good. This is a good thing. The bear not rolling well. Uh, all right. Uh, so I will be moving five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, which puts me within uh, not quite enough range. Uh, nope. But as I move for as I walk forward, I uh, pull the scythe off my back, click it into place, hold it up, run my hand once again across the blade as it as my blood spills on the blade and it lights up in fire as I once again activate. My which this time, uh, two. It's off my map. Uh, and I will uh, ready to hit. I will use my action to ready an attack for when it moves into my range. Okay, is that your turn? Yes, that is my turn. All right, then it's going to do exactly what you want because it's coming right towards you. Good. Uh, I get to hit it then. Yes. Take your hit. Does a 15 hit it? Yes. I would hope. It's a bear. Uh, that would be 12 slashing and 4 fire, so. Well, that is a good hit. Almost max damage. Alright. And. Uh as it moves closer to you, you do see the redness in the eyes, similar to what you had seen in the boars, but the veins have actually gone out a lot further and is starting to cross over its entire face as it shumbles closer to you and takes a swipe at its with at you with its paw. But it's just too weak. It goes for you, but it just misses as you're able to very quickly go back, and it kind of stumbles a little bit to the left. Straightens itself back out. <clears throat> right. Very good. And back to Bernadette. Bernadette? Yeah, sorry, my internet was just playing up just for a second there. Um, <laughs> but it is your turn. You saw the bear very weakly take a slash yeah. at Gurfried and then kind of stumble a bit, but it's your turn. Are these trees or bushes actually extant? Okay. May I attempt to get behind this tree here and use a hide? Yes, you may. Man, yep. Get that bonus action high at level two. I, I do. And so that would be... Make your stock check. Roll. For 22. Feeling pretty dang stealthy. Okay, and is that your entire turn? And then for the last little bit of my movement, sneak around the side of the tree and throw a dagger. Okay, throw that dagger. As cars go very, very loudly by. (laughs) (laughs) 
17. 17, that hits. Roll for damage. Don't you have advantage as well for being sneaking? Yeah, if no, you... he gets sneak attack damage. Well, if you're if you're if you're hidden, if you're hidden, yeah. you get advantage, which can lead to sneak attack. Yes. Right. Okay. You're right. You can roll that with advantage if you would like. Let's see if it crits. I'll just roll it again. Uh, it does not, but it works better. Yes. And we're gonna take the first damage that you rolled, which was four. Yep. And you get sneak attack, not only for having advantage, but also for having an ally in melee with the beast. Mm-hmm. And that's an extra five, sneaky stabby. How do you want to do this? <laughs> um, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, bear slaughter. I guess just straight through the eye. From and behind it. <laughs> yeah, back of that. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very good trick. So you throw your dagger. And it goes in through the back thigh, all the way up and through, and you can see it poking out through the eye as it falls over. Standing there holding my scythe. That was slightly less uh, challenging than I expected. <laughs> I'll walk up and look for any other wounds that we did not cause on the bear. Okay, roll investigation. Okay. I'm just going to look 18. around. 18. Okay. <laughs> and pull out yeah, my you... one arrow. <laughs> okay. So you take a look at the bear, and you do see that this is a, a pretty old bear. Like, it has a few scars from other scraps and fights that it's been in. And you decide to take a kind of closer look, and as you turn it over, you actually see the red veins that were in its eyes is covering its actual belly and bottom torso and it's almost leaching out like vines are growing out of this bear but it's this red it's almost crystalline red but it's organic as it's crawling medicine. out from the belly okay roll medicine but no other wounds uh, no other no other word no other fresh wounds Okay. 15. Okay, you do know that uh, this is actually an advanced stage of that particular poison that you had figured out before. Okay. This is what happens whenever it takes it down to the bare bones of a living creature. Basically, this bear was pretty much dead already. It was just using whatever last strength it had left to fight. Cap? Mm. Um. I'm going to look around and see if there are any other of such entities uh, heading in our direction. Okay, roll perception. Twelve. Uh, Twelve, okay. Uh, you look out into the trees. Looking, looking, looking. You see a couple of small creatures are starting to come closer to you, like foxes and pheasants and even mice. And as they all come close to you, you see that the red mass is actually covering all from the their stomachs out all, all over to the back. It's covering their entire torso as it's slowly killing them. Oh. And you can see they are not long for this world. Well, I see if we a, I assume if we follow this trail of bodies, we will eventually find our sauce. Um, okay. And I'm just going to using the scythe as if I were harvesting grain. 
just going to I'm go gonna... ahead and end them before they die of the poison because they're going to well, die soon. Well, I, I want to try something first. All right, sure. Shoot. So <laughs> the first fox, I guess, because that's the semi, it's it's semi big and can handle it. Okay. Uh, the first fox that comes up, I'm going to use an unarmed strike to do subdual damage so it just knocks it out real quick and then uh, um, use the healing hands feature that I have to see if that will oh, that's fix right. it at all. Okay. So you go up to the fox and it's tr- it's growling at you as though it's trying to fight for its life and you just yeah, as soon I, as it, I won't like, as soon as it jumps at me, I'll be like, uh, pop. <laughs> uh, and you hear then, it kind yeah. of yelp as it lurches back. Yeah, as soon as it's unconscious, I'll try to, um, yeah, I'll try to use the healing hands feature and try to. Okay, so. See if that works. All it does is adds hit points equal to my level. Um, mm. But I don't know if that'll help at all. Heals it for- okay. Yep, so it gets two hit points back right away. Okay. Uh, you put your hands down on this little fox, and you use your healing hands ability, and it starts to come back to life, and you see the red almost brighten in its eyes, and it starts to go for you. Oh. Right for your throat. Uh, does a 16 hit? Uh, 16 does hit, yeah. Okay, uh, you take E, three points of damage. Uh, I will then punch the punch the, <laughs> the fox in, in its throat. Um, <laughs> so from me. what we know of these uh, this poison, are the corpses gonna like spread it into the ground or something or is it fine? Uh, the poison, once it is actually in a body, it is turned into a, almost a crystalline mass. It is left within the body. It does not dissolve into the ground. Okay. It's, it's not contagious. Good to know. Yeah. So I will, I will then, ha- having, having witnessed the failure, uh, it, it was a good try, Tibalt. And I will proceed to harvest. <laughs> okay. Just roll a general attack. Eleven. See how many mice you slaughter. Okay, uh, you do manage to cut a good swath out of them. Some of the smaller critters, like the mice and some small baby birds, kind of run underneath your scythe as you're trying to just cut through them as fast as you can. But you do get a large swath of the sw- slightly larger critters. Sweeping heavy, sweeping heavy, sweeping heavy. <laughs> yeah. On your first one, you get a raccoon head stuck on your blade. And you kind of have to shake it off a bit. And yeah, I'm just going to basically whatever path they were coming from, I'm heading that way and just clearing the path for everyone else. Okay. So as you do this, you do notice that they were actually converging from a few different directions, a few feet into the forest. So you just follow the larger path itself and you follow and follow and follow and it there's a lot of critters that were just following this last bit of path. As you keep going, you do see others who have already fallen unconscious and or, and or died off to the side of the path or I underneath will, the walking corpses. I will be sure to torch the, 
those as I go past with the scythe. Okay. So you keep going and going in, and you keep thinking this forest has to end eventually. But it just... I mean, we're not really look. Are we looking for the end of the... I'm sorry. No. We're following it to its source. So... Yeah, we're... So eventually the numbers of the critters start thinning down a bit, and you get down to uh, last few are coming through, and you just have to take a bit of a brief break in between harvesting because your arms are getting tired. And you do find yourself at another river. All right. Uh, I'll do the same thing at this one that I did at the previous one, checking it for poison. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll medicine. Using my alchemist supplies to siphon some out. Okay. So do I know, basically having seen a few of these now, can I sort of make some educated guesses about where the watershed goes? Like where water may be coming from if it's infected if the other one up there part of the pond isn't stuff like that yes so you do know that this is a separate river from the one you were at before the other one was a lot smaller this is a very large river like probably waters most of this forest and it goes on for a very very long time you figure this one leads possibly back up into the mountains for how big it might be. It could be spring water bring, coming directly down from there. Okay. Uh, 21 on the medicine check. Yes, uh, you do your water check, and the water itself is perfectly clear, but you scrape a little bit off of the side bank, and you do notice there's a fine red dust in the actual sediment. Uh, so I believe we have found the sources of contamination, or at least uh, some traces of contamination in this river. I say, uh, sort of bu uh, putting the red dust in a vial and just sort of holding it up so the others can see. Okay. Do we have a solution? Uh, Sorry. Do I have a solution? <laughs> well, the river itself you're seeing is is sort of filtering a lot of that down river like the only reason why you're able to see it in the sediment was because it was like packed into the mud and the rock near the river that's not great yeah so it looks like it's it's depositing it as it goes so the river further down should be clear but it's still yeah we need to go upstream yeah. if we're right. gonna find the source i can i can purify this part of the land but i have limited capacity and range so um so can I, uh, with my with my previously established knowledge of the poison and the source of the poison, uh, mm -hmm. aside from magic, can I think of any like alchemical means that I might that we might could use to purify the land here? Alchemy, it would take a long time, but you could go through a process of purifying the actual mud and sediment of the river, but it would take a lot longer than you would want to spend here. Mm -hmm. Like, it could take weeks to finally get all of it out of the river. Okay. But could I, could I, if I could concoct the, 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 the formula to do that, once we deal with the source, could I then, like, sort of make that 
rockable for the people of the town so that they could come out here and over the course of the week sort of purify the land and, and get it yeah, back to work. Yeah, because, like, even yeah. having this in here for an afternoon is going to be devastating to a typical ecosystem. We kind of need it to be... They kind of need it to be actually fixed if they want to stop having bear attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely try teaching some of the local people on how to purify this after you come up with the solution to purify the water and the sediment, but it okay. it would take a little bit of time. That's fine. I just need to know if I could. Well, so does this part of the river look like it's a drinking well for animals? Like this is where they would come, or is it just a bend in the river? As of, In this particular area, it's a very, very large river, and there's almost a bowl-like effect happening on the side where the water is a bit, uh, is a lot more still. It's not rushing past. And you can sense that animals did come here to drink and to okay. bathe and do whatever. Well, if this is if this is one of the areas where the animals are drinking from, I can make things a little easier. Um, yeah. Alfwyn will sit down, um, place her hands on the surface of the water. Have a shifting god. Please shift. If this land, and from blighted to cured, from, from sickness to health, I'll, I'll then transform these waters so that a change from darkness may befall these animals. Okay. And I will cast as Purify Food and Drink, which technically has a 10-foot radius, but who cares? <laughs> um, yeah. Um... And just a sort of rippling, purifying light goes out in a five-foot radius. Um, so, you know, sort of a ten-foot diameter circle mm -hmm. um, centered where Alphon is. Okay. So you do cast the spell and you see the bright, glowing orb of magical energy seep down into the water. It's... It glows as it swirls in the actual blue and clear water, and it dissipates. Mm -hmm. You kind of dip your hand into the water and check some of the sediment, and the red dust is gone. Yep. Very good often. Uh, it is my responsibility as a healer here to see things like this through. Of course. We should definitely try to find the source of this before it starts affecting the people in the town that drink from this Indeed. river. I assume if it is uh, emptying out into the uh, banks this far down, I assume we will have a ways to trek further, no further up the river. And I will extinguish my crimson right. <sighs> and bandage my... Actually, while we're here, I just have a feeling. I'm going to, if I could make like a survival or something or... Just if I can see any tracks that might be something particularly of concern, like did a Tyrannosaurus Rex come through here or something? <laughs> okay, roll survival. You mean, did a new mount come through here? <laughs> Four. It looks like this is a pretty... No, I'm just a lowest... This is a place where a lot of... Them... <laughs> this is... A lot of animals come through here. There are lots of different tracks. Not really much of note. Okay. No, that wasn't that was response to 
Cody is like, we're not taming a T-Rex. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... we're not, you're not a halfling. <laughs> Halflings are the ones that ride dinosaurs. Hey, uh... everybody has their dreams. <laughs> but, uh... Tybalt yeah, is, uh... is taming a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, you can definitely yeah, try. Um, well, Do you want to... Take point, or do you want me to head? Uh, I will assist you. Okay. I will assist so, Tybalt in the survival skill. To to track this red dust upstream until okay. it stops showing up. Or then I'm that means just we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you follow up the river. It's a bit of a long trek again. And as you walk your feet, starting getting tired and sore, and you see that it's actually starting to get later on into the day. We're well past uh, just afternoon. It's probably going on like 4 o'clock. And as you keep going forward and forward and forward, you eventually come to what looks to be a beaver dam. It's only a partial one. A lot of the river is still going around it, but it is a beaver dam and is actually causing almost a lake to be created behind it. Hmm. Does this beaver Are dam... Are beavers nearby? <laughs> <laughs> a knot that you see. Is the beaver dam covered in red crystal? <laughs> Are you looking at it? I am actually going to inspect the beaver dam to see if it's a huge source of the poison or not. Investigation. Yeah, I'm gonna inspect the lake behind it to see if there's any sentiment of the sediment that we're looking for. Okay, investigation as well for you. Thirteen for mine. Okay. And Eleven. Okay. Uh, so you look into the lake Alfwin, and you see it's very, very crystal clear. It's very beautiful. Seems to have some mist rolling in. Nothing really out about it. Uh, Gerfried, you do take a look at the at the beaver dam. Sorry, words. And at first you're like, where are the beavers? What's going on? Why is this here? And then you take a closer look and you can see on the actual wood it doesn't look like a beaver cut this. It looks like it was cut with a saw. Ah, this is a man-made dam. Does the man-made dam happen to be covered in poisonous toxin residue? <laughs> As you look a little closer after making that re res uh, revelation, you see that it is not covered in red crystal dust, but you do manage to find four little pouches strung across in, in, the, in the actual center of the logs, and they're little black pouches. I, They're made of cloth. I will use my scythe to pick them up and bring them over to the uh, shore <clears throat> and inspect them. Make a sleight of hand check. Sure. Because you're using a blade to pick up something that's strung up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a stick with a blade on the end, but yeah. yeah. The, other, the other end isn't sharp. Uh, 18. 18. Okay, you're fine. So you do manage to hook it. And it takes a little bit of work because it's it, it's 
half on top and half underneath some of these logs, so you kind of finick your actual blade through and manage to hook it and bring it up. And you now have a string with four black pouches on it. And they are, you can see definitely now that they are made of cloth, not leather. Yeah, and I will carefully open and inspect. Mm -hmm. Inside? Actually, I will put, my, see... I will put my mask on just in case they come exploding out. And <laughs> then, so, then open okay. and inspect. <clears throat> As you do open it, there is a little bit of a puff. And you see inside there is red dust. So, through the mask. Well, I have discovered the source of the toxin. Uh, I would recommend not coming close to these packages without proper uh, protection. I say tapping the beak of the bird mask. Um, Alphon will. <clears throat> I'll try and purify the stream at this point. Hint. Um, and... Again, sort of press her hands down on the surface of the water, say a small prayer, and purify food and drink. Okay. So, like before, you have the orb of light. It goes into the river and melts down into it, mixing with the water. And whenever you test the water in the sediment, it is clear. Yeah. Well, let us disassemble this dam. And... See if we can find anything about who might have caused this. Indeed. Oh. <laughs> Holding the scythe back up. Uh, I'm going to tie off the four pouches and put them on my, uh, on my, uh, sort of, on my belt near my, uh, near my alchemist kit. So that's, okay. like, with the other potentially toxic things I might be carrying. Um, once they're safely away, then I'll take the mask off. Wash my hands, um, and then uh, actually not wash my hands. I'll use produce flame, all off, um, and then I'll start. Uh, Tibalt, if you would give me some assistance, uh, start not not just like breaking the dam down, but like actually pulling the logs uh, onto the shore so that if there's any extra residue on them, it's not spilled back into the. Yeah. Okay. So you take about uh, 30 minutes to fully clear out all the logs and get it out of there. I'm being generous because it's a blood hunter and a monk. Yeah. <laughs> Relatively strong chaps. Okay. How does Bernadette feel about finding this? Just watching them clear the dam, it's just like, great, we solved the town's poison puzzle. Are we going now? Okay. Uh, we have solved part of it. We have not solved the entirety of it. <sighs> Unless, of course, you can identify uh, poisoner from these bags. I say indicating the bags in my pouch. Can I have a look at them? Certainly. I will pull one of the bags out, making sure it's still tied closed, and hand it over while we go back to working on the thing. You missed that point. It's monogrammed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you turn it over. Oh, initials. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a brand for the company who makes poisons. <laughs> yeah, no. Phineas uh, J. Poison and Sons. <laughs> I yeah. Can I have a in, look at the bag or, or the dust? Yep. Do an investigation check. And. 
That's a one. Yeah. Uh, well, the bags are cloth, so they're not worth much. Dust? You've seen quite a few poisons. You never heard one is dust. This is weird. And it's red dust on top of that? So cliche. I'll just close it back up and pass it back over. It's chili spice. Who cares? Uh, would anyone else like to... Uh, Alfred, would you like to have a look while we are uh, disassembling the dam? Sure. Of course. Alfred. Uh, investigation, you said? Yes. Ten. Okay. Uh, you look at the bags themselves and the dust itself, and you see that this is definitely the same poison that was showing before. Uh, this definitely is what's causing it, and you remember reading somewhere about how this dust, if it if it's ingested or drank or inhaled yeah. in any way, it will start to collect and crystallize and grow within a body. Mm-hmm. And uh, you do notice that the cloth of the bags is actually a very, very sturdy and well-made cloth. Like, it's definitely a lot sturdier than normal clothing. And well, you notice that... Were... Sorry. And you do notice that the bags themselves being black, this is pretty disguised, but there are little holes punched into the cloth to make sure that this was sieved out. Well, they certainly were intending to infect the water supply, not that surprising. And they certainly were anticipating that... uh... These would be out here for a while. (sighs) Well... Kanjo, uh, is anything... I'll take like a large, uh, some fabric or a larger bag just to put them in so that we aren't tracking little bits of this dust everywhere we go. Okay. Uh, does the cloth say anything to you? Is it perhaps very particularly expensive and unique cloth? It's sturdy, but to me that just says that whoever or had the resources to bring a devastating poison, he's in all the way from Swamp. The swamps also had the resources to make sure that the bags would effectively work in hostile conditions. Well, the poison isn't just relegated to swamps. It it shows up in the Underdark, too. So, Which would also be quite an arduous import, I assume. Uh, Just out of curiosity. Sorry, go ahead. It it also doesn't say anything. It's a bag. It can't talk. Uh, this is a fair point. Um, out of curiosity, are there any entrances to the Underdark, like, in the area? We, like, we don't happen to be at, oh yeah, this town is just, like, five miles away from the nearest entrance to the Underdark, like, or anything like that? Uh, you wouldn't have that knowledge. Okay. You don't really know much about the Underdark aside from it's a thing, it's bad, you don't want to go there unless you have to. Okay, I just wanted to check. Would I know if there's any nearby entrances or if there's known caves? Roll a history. Uh, okay. Eleven. Eleven. You don't really know of any nearby entrances to the Underdark. The nearest you can think of is maybe a few hundred miles off. It's back in the 
actual mines itself. You wouldn't know of anything nearby. Yeah. I didn't... I know there's entrances farther north. I just don't know where they are. Hmm. Very well. Uh, uh, I have a uh, proposal. If uh, any of you would be inclined to listen to it. Um... Perhaps we stake out this area for the night. It is getting late, as the sun will be going down soon. Uh, camp nearby within sight, uh, subtly, uh, and see if anybody tries to come and uh, check on the trap. And if they do, then uh, we ambush them in the night. I have a counter offer. Certainly. We leave and then wait for things to get worse, then come back when it's easier to figure things out. This is a tempting offer, but... Uh, the only reason I recommend this is because it is getting late and we will have to camp before getting back to town anyways. I would much prefer to walk... I am a slightly older man. I would much prefer to walk through the dangerous woods when there is light out rather than dark. Especially if there's more bears. I say, just sort of feather, just sort of, you know, just touching up the the the, the graying uh, temples of my hair. If the concern is light, you are never without light when you are with a cleric of the ever-shifting god. But I do understand your point about how the dangers of night, Gerfried. And I understand, Bernadette, that that there may simply not be enough evidence at this time. I mean, that is quite a concern to also take into account. Compromise. If nobody shows up by the morning and we can't find any tracks, we'll inform the town and tell them to keep an eye out up here. Bernadette? Because I would, and then I would we like leave. to head north. Yeah. Ah, and then I, we leave. Yeah. Fine. Well then, let us find an adequately suitable uh, location for a campsite. And I will uh, uh, look around to see if we can't find a... Basically, I'm looking for a place where within, within like, line of sight of the river... Um, of of this particular point of the river, but hidden in the trees, so that we can like cover, use bushes and trees for cover, so that we're not out in the. Okay, so you take a bit of time to figure out your situation with the camping. You set up your camps and stuff. Are you starting a fire or anything like that? Uh, f just enough to cook food. Uh, I will I will use produce flame and make a very small, can't easily extinguish campfire. Okay, so you do make a bit of a small campfire, and you do watch as the sun travels its last last leg of the way down, and it now becomes night. Who's doing watch? I mean, there's only four of us. I assume we all take some level of watch. Um, oh. Yes. I'll take the midnight watch because I can actually see it dark <laughs> at night. I'll take the third watch because, yeah, I'm... I'm... Uh, I will take the last watch. Okay. 
Okay. So who's on so first? The Midnight Watch is going to be second. That would make Bernadette first. So that would make Bernadette first if she chooses to do so. Third base. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. So you, the three of you, lay down for the evening, ready to wait for your own watches. Bernadette, roll a perception. Okay. Uh, do I need to worry about any dark disadvantage or anything? You do have a bit of a light, so I'm going to let you just do it straight. Also, okay. you're level two. <laughs> uh, 14. 14. Okay. Um, it's pretty quiet. You don't really have much going on. You do hear a few critters out and about in the woods. Very far off. Nothing really much to worry about, whether they're infected or not. Are you doing anything during your watch or just simply watching? Just watching. Okay. Uh, second watch comes about, and you go over and wake up Tibble. <laughs> and Bernadette goes to bed. I need Tibble to make a perception check. I am going to get up in a tree. Okay. Just hide up there and watch from there. So, perception. Oh, bam. Eight. Okay. Uh, it's pretty quiet for you as well. You do feel as an ant starts to crawl on you. On your leg. But you swat it away. Yeah. Nothing much happens during your watch. Uh, All right. So, Alfwyn, your turn. Cap. Um, wasn't Gifrid also taking this watch? I'll take the, the last one. Okay. Um... All right. Um, instead of the campfire, I'll just use my light spell because I can extinguish that with an action or without. Okay. I I can extinguish that without an action. Sorry. Um, four. Okay. Because you know this game is the game where we all roll really well. <laughs> <laughs> Level two. Level two. So, That's not uh, going to get better for me, though. That's my perception <laughs> score. Yeah, but if you Unless have that I out, my wisdom. No, no if you there. have that out, use it. Uh, so it goes pretty quiet for you as well. You notice a couple of uh, really pretty leaves have shifted together into almost like a braid. And you think that looks really, really cool. But aside from that, nothing really much. Go for it, your turn. Leaving the um, leaving the uh, the campfire out. Is it getting sort of in that sort of like pre-light dawn phase yet? Mm -hmm. So it, it it's starting. It's not so much pitch black in the sky anymore. It's starting to take on those blue hues. Yeah, I will. I will also climb up into a tree to have a bit of a height advantage, and I'm just going to use produce flame, um, just to produce a small little little torchlight in my palm. Okay. Um, that I can very quickly, just by closing my hand, snuff out um, and keep an eye out. Exception. Uh, mm -hmm. That would be at 22. Okay. 
So you climb up into this tree, you have your own little produced flame, and you're looking out, you're looking out, you're trying to watch where the bank was, and you hear a noise off to your right in the larger part of the lake. Uh, I will... Is it outside of my ability to see? Is it, like, blocked by stuff, or can I look in that direction? No, it's it's starting to get light enough that you can see the actual lake bed itself, and you climbed up high enough that there you are able to get a pretty good view of the lake. And you look over, and you see a few very dark-looking silhouettes kind of come up to the surface of the water, splash around, and then dive back down. Could I tell, based, based on their act, Activity or like they're just their actions or the way they carry themselves. I know I'm too far away necessarily to see details. Um, can I tell what they were or have an idea of what they were? It's my well. You swim. definitely, you definitely have the idea that they were swimming because they're in the water. Yeah. And uh, you did notice that they weren't kicking. They were moving as one whole being, going up and down and up and down yeah, out of the water. Definitely an amphibious creature, not a not a human swimming. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And did they did they seem interested in the area where the dam was, or what? Uh, no, they seemed to stay near the far edge of the lake. They were just bobbing up and down in the water, splashing. Moving around, but you couldn't hear anything from their group, almost like they were being very, very silent, and okay. then they went back under the water. Okay. I will bear that information in mind and wait until everybody wakes up, but continue my watch. Yep. You go through the rest of your watch, and it is uneventful. No one touches the bank where the dam was. Well, as everybody starts to stir, I'll climb back down. Uh, good okay. morning to you all. Uh, some interesting sights that I have seen this morning. Uh, it appears that the lake is populated by some sort of amphibious creature. Uh, doubt, not doubtful that this would be the poisoners themselves as they uh, live in the water, but they might know something of the dam that was put there. I don't suppose any of us have familiarity with uh, aquatic mammals or aquatic creatures that can also walk on land. Did they get out of the water? Yes, they got out and went back in. Mm. Um, uh, do any of us have the ability to make that check? Not at this time. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I don't. I'm from the mountains. Hmm. I don't know anything that goes in and out of the water. Tibble's, co Tibble's contribution. I lived in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Well, this will be potentially valuable information to pass on to the town, at least. Listen, we have to pack up and make our way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so you do pack up all your stuff and you get going. It does take you the good part of the day, but you do make it back to the town in Change one piece the... as this box falls on me. I uh, I unwrap the unwrap the dried blood the 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 bloodied bandages on my on my on my hand uh, and arm and put them away to be and okay. put f cleaner fresh bandages. Okay. All right. All right. You need to find a better way to fight. Hmm? <laughs> 
Uh, you need to find a better way to fight. That's That just seems a little counterproductive. Well, uh, it is the price one pays uh, in order to more effectively hunt uh, beasts of supernatural. That's fair. I can't. I can't make my fists turn to flame, or yeah. And they sort of like roll up the sleeve, and you can see there's like all manner of old scars going up the hand and arm. Uh, it takes a toll, but uh, it is the price we are willing to pay. Pull the sleeve back down. Does it have to be your blood? Uh, uh, yes, it does. It is, uh, the magic is powered by a life force. It's my life to enhance my capabilities. Mm. Fortunately. That's a pity. Fortunately. <laughs> uh, it, it would be nice if I could use others, but uh, fortunately, I am one of uncommonly uh, good constitution. <laughs> Because commonly good constitution is a 10, and mine's a 16. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, we shall away. Okay, and you do make your way back to the town as a whole. Uh, you do see, as you come in, that there are a few guards working on really reinforcing the gates around the t city, even building almost permanent barricades off to the side in case any larger attacks were to come in. Uh, and uh, unless anybody has any uh, objection, I say we go straight to the town mayor's home. Yeah. That works for me. Who's a burgermeister? Um. <laughs> Meister burger burgermeister? Meister bur burgermeister. Burgermeister, master of a burger. Okay. Uh, uh, we will head that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you do make your way down the main road and back into the may and back to the mayor's place, and you see that there are a line of people outside her door. Uh, excuse me, pardon me. We are coming through. It's important business for the mayor. Okay, you do see Crazy Nick is at the front. Hello, uh, Nicholas. Uh, if you would pardon me. <laughs> no! I talk first! I saved the town! I deserve reward! Uh, this is very good. Unfortunately, uh, we have some very uh, deathly plague-infested uh, powder on my persons that I must deliver, and uh, if I do not deliver it quickly, who knows what might happen, I say. And I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to uh, let myself... Let my... Sort of the... the the pale skin and veins and yellow eyes flare up a bit uh, as I'm intimidating Nick. Into I'm just looking for like anyone that seems to be working for the mayor's off for the Meister's mayor, whatever's office. Um, uh, okay, so Senna, you do your whole intimidation. Yep. Hang on. And I have to, I have Aaron, to... uh, you do. You do see near the front there are two guards. Set up, keeping Crazy Nick out and helping with the line. Um, Elfwin will just not not necessarily getting in the line or disrupting the line. Walk up to those guards. Hello, I'm Elfwin Emmeline Pearson Greystone. My company and I were 
or previously entrusted with the responsibility of determining the source of the poisoning of the local boar population and, and other creatures. Because we have some information for the mayor when she is, she has the free time to entertain. I rolled a 17. Okay. Uh, the guard that you spoke, you're speaking to says, ah, so you're the ones. All right. Uh, she should be finished up with a, with that last one in a few minutes. Just hang on. And they go in through the door. Thank you so much for your time. One, the one goes through the door. The other one kind of shifts towards the middle position to make sure no one gets in. Yeah. And uh, your intimidation was 17. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the people in the line kind of look at you and start backing away slowly. I just, I just have a very nice smile on. <laughs> and, cra- and crazy Nick is... Nah, you, you, have, you have the poison? You have the... Starts trying to get to the mayor's door. I found the poisoner! <laughs> I'm just going to like very calmly grab... Put, put a hand on his shoulder and just sort of redirect him in a different direction. <laughs> and you it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon. You just grab him, kind of turn him a bit, and he goes running off back to the market area. <laughs> so... Well, that is happening. <laughs> um, so, the... uh, sorry. If, if we have some time after Alfwen lets them know, Alfwen's going to start talking to some of the people in the line, just asking what they might be at the mayor's office for, what, what has developed this line, what. With that sort of, like, full attention to whoever she's talking to, like, they are fascinating and incredibly important. Um, okay. Uh, you do get a couple of blushes from some of the men. And uh, basically, you talk to a few different people, and some are saying that they want retribution for a family member who had died from the guard for their businesses being destroyed since they were located near the gate okay. wanting to know what the mayor is going to do about this kind of situation basically it's a complaint line right okay well she will do her best to like validify everyone's complaints like I am sure that you have a very intimate, important concern. Ask them more questions. Like, basically encourage and reinforce for them the idea that, yes, you you have a valid complaint. And you should definitely see that through. And I believe in you. Okay. Uh, one or two of them does give you kind of an odd look like, okay, I was going to do that anyway. But uh, you do get quite a few who thank you very much and are even more determined to speak with the mayor now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while you're doing this, the guard does come back. Uh, she's ready for you. Thank you. All right. John, I think you may have muted yourself. Sorry. I will do the royal guard <laughs> allowing noble through, uh, like, pose for uh, Lady Greston. Please, Gertrude, that's entirely unnecessary. Just that. Milady. No, I'll not cut, like I'll that. I'll cut in if there's an opening. <laughs> Thank God. <That's> <laughs> no. 
No, an actual tip of hat, not the stupid thing. Okay. Uh, what were you saying, Andy? Uh, I'll cut in if there's an opening to go in first. If one's being <laughs> yeah. offered, I'll take it. Yeah, while that, they're having their little exchange, you just start walking in. <laughs> That's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> okay, so you four make your way in. Mm-hmm. And the guards make sure to close and make sure no one else gets through the door. And as you walk into the office for the mayor, you see she is very haggard and has a lot of paperwork on her desk. Mm-hmm. She is not happy. She is tired. She is done with everyone giving her crap about the attack. Ah, oh, you're back. Perfect. What did you find? Uh, we did determine the source um, was upriver. Uh, I'll give a description of essentially where it was. It seemed someone manufactured a fake uh, beaver's nest and used that to string up some powdered poison that then leaked down into the water supply. We... He recovered the poison and purified the source as well as the largest drinking well we could find. Um, I'll basically reiterate the events to her. Uh, After the the, the reiteration is done, I'll I'll sort of step in. Uh, Yes, in in addition, uh, I can prepare an alchemical formula for your town's guard uh, or any other uh, alchemists that are in the town uh, for them to uh, take to the banks of the river to make sure it remains, to make sure any last traces of the poison are purified from the land. Uh, This I can provide for you, uh, along with samples of the poison uh, that will be likely useful in producing this antidote. Um, also, there appear to be uh, indigenous uh, creatures within the lake and the river itself uh, who may have more information should you uh, deign it uh, necessary to send your guards to the lake or any other adventuring parties who might want to go investigate. Okay. Uh, she looks a little incredulous at first, taking things with a bit of grain of salt, but as you explained through she starts to understand a bit better okay and very very much thank you for clearing out the river it's it's a shame that all those animals were affected though a lot of our people go out and hunt they're probably gonna want to hang back on that for a while yeah we'll give a description of what the signs look like yeah it is transferable but it's not otherwise contagious um Mm -hmm. It would still be, and 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 also, uh, the it would still be wise to burn the bodies uh, after death, as likely if crystals were ingested again, it, who knows what might happen after that. Yeah, you don't want the vultures eating it, and then the yeah. rats eating the vultures, etc. Yeah. Understood. <sighs> this is gonna be such a pain to clean. Uh, as for the beings you saw in the lake, I think I remember hearing that there are supposed to be guardian spirits in that river. Something brought down from the old gods or something, I'm not sure. Um, I'll probably have a couple of my guards go and take a look. Thank you for letting us know. 
payment. She reaches down. <laughs> and uh, she gets you the full 60 gold. Plops it down onto the desk in a bag. Thank you very much for your help. And simply give your alchemical needs to our one of my guards. And we'll see about us producing it through the forge or something. Or we can call in an alchemist from the from the Empire. Uh, certainly. Uh, is there a captain of the guard I should provide it to? Um, he's outside. His name is Stuart. Of course. Uh, I will go ahead and head out to Stuart. And begin uh, provide him all the information uh, on the formula in like sort of a written version, um, as well mm -hmm. as one of the pouches, uh, because typically it's useful uh, to have that for antidotes. Um, and do be careful with this; okay. it is highly poisonous. And say the 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 double wrapped pouch. <laughs> okay, uh, you see, Stuart is a very tall human man with dark hair and dark skin. And he's wearing full plate armor with a crest in the very center that is of a jug pouring water. And he says, oh, thank you. Make sure to get this into the river. Do not inhale, ingest, or imbibe that in any way. Of course not. And that, that, that does not go into the river. That is used for this, I say, handing the formula along with it. Yeah. <laughs> Takes the formula. Yes. These two mm. things go to your alchemist or to whomsoever is good at mixing potions or herbal remedies. Beyond my pay grade, but okay. Um, I'm gonna. Is Crazy Nick still hanging around a lot of people, or is he has he isolated himself at this point? Uh, he ran off towards the market area, but you lost sight of him. Okay, I'm gonna go see if I can find him while they're dealing with the alchemist. Okay. Uh, you see him back to where you found him before, banging on random businesses in the into the market district. Those that don't have just open doors are being banged upon quite fiercely. I found the poisoner! I found the poisoner! Nicholas? Eh? Uh, I'm Alfwen. I don't know if you remember. I am a cleric of the ever-shifting god. No! I am an acolyte of the church, and I wish to let you know something. We recently traveled out in pursuit of this poisoner and the poison that you so valiantly have discovered. Um, we also encountered some guardian spirits of the local area. Oh, yeah! Yeah, the squid people. The squid people, they live in the lake. Yes. Now, Nicholas, I want you to know something that's very important and very secret, and you must never tell anyone that I have told you this. That the squid people talked to you? Did they tell you? Did they sing to you? What is it good? The squid people did sing to me. They wanted me to tell you that you are, are the one who deserves to be champion of this town, that you should take the position of mayor, for you are the rightful heir and your lineage, now long lost and buried by a people who wish to take it from you, who is the right hateful champions of, and the holy champions of this town. And this town's blight comes from the wrongful heritage that currently holds it. 
Really? Really. But they also said this must remain a secret, that if Fenny discover that you know of your true heritage, you will be unable to claim your position. But how am I supposed to not let people know I'm supposed to be mayor and still try to become mayor? Make them realize that you should be mayor. Let them come to the idea of by doing what the mayor should do when the mayor fails. Like protect the city. Like protect the city. Right. Like take, find restitution for those who lost family. Restitution. I'll go and make chicken hats for them. That'll make them happy. You are so clever. I hope you do well with your noble lineage. And Alfwyn will give like an unnecessarily deep bow. Um, he kind of perks up his chest a bit. Thank you. And he goes and running off. <laughs> head on her way. <laughs> so, ish, handing out. Ah, Alfin. Uh, so you are. Um, have your sorry, I just wanted to take a bit of a walk around. Did I? Was there anything I missed that you needed me for? No. Uh, I believe uh, if all of our affairs are in order, we are finally prepared to hit the road, as it were. As he's looking at the, the group. Indeed. I would like to briefly stop, just in case, by the town well as we go by. Of course. Yeah, while we go by, I'll swing by the uh, blacksmith. I forgot to buy something on the way back. Yeah. As we swing by the town well, Alfwyn will... Um, very publicly in the center of the square. In just in case the blight has spread this far to protect the town, um, we'll sort of place her. It's a ten foot spell. I'm fine. Um, place her hands out and let the glowing aura sort of expand over the pump and the well. Um, the ever shifting Lord beseech is. Is this water to be pure and clean, shifting from sickness to health? To shift the blighted beasts away from the town to, who, who protect those of this town from the poison and those is malicious evils that, bes, that besiege the town. Yeah, and... I'll spend my last spell slot also on... Actually, no, it's a new day. I'll spend my yes. first spell slot on pure. And it's near the day. end of the new day because you're starting to see that it's getting over to the five, six o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you cast the spell and the orb generates in front of you. Yeah. You see a few people who kind of step back and some other little kids are like, oh, pretty. Uh, and you bring it down upon the well and the pumps and it actually goes through and wraps itself around the pipes and around the well and seeps down into it. Yeah. And it disappears. I'll use thaumaturgy to sort of let my eyes glow with the warm green light of healing. Okay. And you, you start to hear people clap. Cool. Bow. I truly hope I've been able to help this town even a little bit. Um, very humbly. And uh, 
Bernadette, are we ready to go? I have been ready for two days. <laughs> I don't know about anyone else, but I am ready. Yep. Right. Uh, Tibbot, have you uh, have you acquired your uh, item from the blacksmith? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for expediency, he went and bought a longsword. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. And right. yeah, you, yeah. All right. It's right, just yeah. on his back. Okay. Uh, then let us uh, be away. Head to the gate and head whatever direction we were heading in. North. <laughs> that one. <laughs> north. Yep, we were heading north. You're heading north into the next town up, which is Skipper Drift, and you know that this is the major crossroads town in the center of the continent itself. Ah, yes. Please note, you are going out as it's becoming night. Yep. That's fine. We'll camp on the way. It's cheaper than an inn. It is. And you're just walking? <laughs> yep. Okay. So you start making your way up. And those of you who do have knowledge of the area and the continent itself, which would be pretty much all of you, uh, you do know that the skipper drift, as far as walking distance, is going to be about two weeks worth of time. That's okay. Are there any... You know, you pretty much get the idea that Covered Guard was made here because people going all the way would take, like, four or five weeks and would die if they didn't resupply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just... just... That, that that meaning then that there are no like small villages or hamlets or farming communities between you. Right. You yeah. might have the one off family farm where they raise cattle and food and everything and they don't need to be near a town, but they're like a ways off from the town itself and very few and far between. I've got enough rations. So I'm good. Okay. I can hunt if we get real low. That's kinda of- I and I can fix the things you hunt if they're poisoned. It's true. We, <laughs> we, we are capable of surviving. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so you do start making your way, and it does take you about a week before you see anyone else traveling on the road, and you see a traveling caravan going the opposite direction back towards mm-hmm. Cover Guard. Uh, right. It's me. It seems to be a very slow season for travel at this very moment. Um, it seems a lot of people are moving north, either around your position or just not moving south at all. So over the course of the week, uh, as we've been traveling, I've been uh, very carefully with my mask on, um, uh, moving uh, those, uh, moving those, um, uh, the the powder from pouches to vials. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I can have them in a much more easily contained uh, 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 yeah. carrying thing than a cloth pouch. And then after right. after each pouch is emptied, washing it out, making sure it's it's you know it's clean, mm-hmm. and then inspecting the inside of the pouches to see if there's anything special about them. And if not, I'll just go on for carrying other things of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, while you're inspecting them, this is whenever Gerfried takes note that there were small holes stepped into the very sturdy cloth to make sure that the sand was coming through. And aside from that, it's it's good cloth. Like you could repurpose it into a pretty nice hanky if you wanted to, but um, it'd be a little scratchy. I'm going to repurpose it into something else. I don't necessarily care about handkerchiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've, I've just been, because I, I, I left one pouch with them, you said there were four originally? 
Yes. I left one pouch with the with the, with the town for their alchemists, uh, so I've put the three into three glass vials instead. Um, okay. So I now have three glass vials of very very uh, of what's the name of this toxin again? Or poison? If it had a name. A uh, name of the. I don't think you ever figured out the name of it itself, but after inspecting it and doing a little bit of research and reading through your books, uh, you did know that the poison was actually called Aranius. Aranius. It was named after one of the devils from the Nine Hills. Uh, so E-R-Y-I-E-N-S, I think? Yes. I-N-E-S, something like that? I-N-E-S. I-N-E-S, yeah. Okay. Got three glass vials of Edenia's poison. Which will no doubt be useful. Okay. And to simulate the amount of time for traveling, I think this is a good time to take a break. Sure. All right. Back in a few minutes. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Okay. So you guys have been traveling along for the last two weeks. And... It's a pretty easy journey. It's not too terribly rough terrain or such bad weather. So you do make it in pretty good time. Uh, and as you start to come upon the Skipper Drift Town, you actually are able to make it out a few miles out. It is that huge. You can see that this is a sprawling metropolis. And you start coming closer and closer and you get up to the very front gate. And you see that there are a couple of different carts that are already lined up and waiting to get in in front of you. Ah, well, this looks like a, a bustling a city of splendors that will certainly have uh, some opportunities for work for us. Or at least for me. <coughs> <laughs> <It's sort of coughs> Does the line look like it's moving at all, or what? It looks like the guard are mainly doing spot checks and, and talking to people and making sure that they're clean before they fully go in. Uh, it is moving, but slowly. Fine. So, uh, Tibbons, I know... Do we have to wait in line? Yes, we have to wait in line, just like everybody else. Uh, where is your ultimate destination, Tibbons? Is this place, or are you continuing on foot? Um... I don't remember exactly which town uh, <coughs> they sent, that they ended at. Um, I they would have ended in the capital. Oh, they ended in the capital. Okay. The far, well, far north. Yeah. So they... If it takes me all the way to the capital, I think that's where he disappeared. Um, but I'm going to check along the way just to make sure yeah. I'm going the right way. But will also allow uh, for time for uh, work. I know, yeah. uh, Lady Greystone, your work takes you all over, but uh, uh, Bernadette, uh, do you have a in the destination in mind, or is it simply traveling north? Yes. Good conversation. As chatty as ever. <laughs> Good conversation. Uh, Bernadette, I know you were... Uh, um, I know you were concerned about some matters of urgency, and I don't mean to pry, but 
we should at least ensure that our party's headed the correct way if you have somewhere that you need to be. <clears throat> I do not I wish have to delay you further. I have business here, and then we'll see where the rest of it takes me. I might need to return. I might need to go further. Uh, then we are in That's the fair. right place. For now. Just, just this conversation happening as we like, like every every few seconds, step forward, step forward, step forward, stop. Step forward, yeah. step forward, step forward, step forward, step forward stop. <laughs> kind of like you're waiting at Universal Studios to get on this on the whole roller coaster. <laughs> like you're waiting at any theme park to get on anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you talk and make your way forward and forward, you do get eventually to the front of the line, and you do know that. A few people have lined up behind you as well, wanting to get into this entrance. Uh, you see a guard there, a halfling, quite a bit shorter than you would have expected, uh, wearing leather armors itself, and it has a, an emblem on the very side that has a picture of a ship. Name and business? Uh, Gottfried Akat, uh, Ulfwin Greystone, Tybalt Ulfwin Emmeline Pearson Greystone, ah, owner of the Greystone household, and a member of the, and a, a, a member of the church. Of course. Uh, and Bernadette right. Bosk, all on individual business, uh, relating to work and or personal. There are four of you. Yes. You yep. gave me three names. No. Oh, Did my we? name's Tybalt. No, I, I went Gerfried, Tybalt, and then Alfwin, oh, then Alfwin, okay. yeah. and then Bernadette. Sorry, I didn't hear. Yeah. Alfwin had okay. to introduce herself because you've got the full name, noble yeah. heritage yeah. thing. Okay. I, I'm sorry, you must be mistaken. Uh, that other person left before we got here. Sorry, I'm, I'm Melissa. Of course. How silly of me. I am getting on in age. Melissa, okay. And businesses travel through, or are you going to be here for a while? Uh, I believe we have some intention to stay for perhaps a day or so, and as in be traveling on afterwards. All right. Uh, we're going to need to spot check your weapons. <laughs> nice. Clink. Tibble okay. just like turns in a circle. Don't you have a bow? Or are you yeah, he's got that? a short. He's got a short oh. bow and a and and a long sword. Yeah, and I, I also uh, sling the crossbow around the other side. But two two check marks, one check mark, one check mark. Looks to you, Melissa. <laughs> uh, yep, presenting rapier, short sword, dagger. Just kind of check, 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 check. Oh, here, wait, one more. (laughs) (laughs) Check. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Mage, and you see, I have a name, you know. He kind of walks over and you see him in uh, mage robes indicative of the guilds. And we need portraits. Okay, okay. Uh, holds up the staff. 
and you see a very small flash of arcane light. All right, got the faces. <laughs> Sorry, it's a selfie stick. <laughs> <laughs> selfie stuff. <laughs> and he no, points we stuff. are the ones who are whose pictures are being taken. Well, he turned it around. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be precise about these things. That's just called a camera holder. <laughs> I don't know. They they came up and like grabbed our shoulders one by one. It's... <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you see the you see now as a human male and he points the stick at the halfling and my name is Bob walks away. Mm. It's not that hard. Robert seems to have some anger issues. Perhaps he should get a massage. Okay, and uh, the halfling says, okay, you're clear to go. Welcome to Skipper Draft. Thank you very much. Next! Yep, uh, as you walk in, you take a look around, and the city itself, you already knew it was huge. You already knew it was bustling. Once you get inside, it looks gigantic because that's when you realize that the wall outside of the town was hiding the fact that you can see buildings are stacked up on top of one another. Like, you thought they were just really big buildings. No, there are lots of small buildings all built up together. They're building upwards. Uh, seems to be quite an industrious place. Uh... And you see a few vents and... Uh, pipes running along the sides of the walls and down alleyways. Um, is there like a notice board anywhere near the gate? Uh, there is a wanted board. Good enough. <laughs> head over that way. Okay. Um, uh, what, what was the name that Bernadette gave us? The gate? Melissa. Um, Melissa, is there, you wanted, would you, do you need assistance or is this business you would prefer to take care of privately? Oh, I would much prefer to take care of myself. No offense, but I believe None that I could taken. handle myself much easier than the rest of you. None taken. Um, I, I will try and find us an inn, um, and... I hope to see you later. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. So you split up the party with Alfwyn going off. Alfwyn will Bernadette check being... with uh, the other two to see if they're looking okay. for an inn as well or... I will be looking for an inn uh, shortly, uh, if you would like me to accompany you. I just need to check this board first. Of course. Uh, Tybalt, as uh, you're coming with us, or are you going to uh, begin your search in earnest? You are muted. <laughs> yeah, I think I might actually uh, head back to that gate, and when there's a lull... And uh, people coming and going, uh, if they recorded everything like that, then they'll definitely have have the record that I'm hoping for. At least tell me how long ago they came through. They will. 
Uh, I believe uh, we will find an inn, and uh, after I check, after we check the spot, and uh, we will uh, get message to you as to where that is. I think I'll just go with you guys until that way I know how to get back to the inn. That also works. Yeah. So only one of us is splitting off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the three of you do... Well, first of all, Gerfried, you do look at the wand board. Mm -hmm. You see a few f faces there. Um, make a perception check. Certainly. I'm looking at faces. Also, if there are any beasts on the one. That would be useful. Uh, perception 24. That's up. 24, Almost okay. a 20. Yes. Uh, so you look around a bit. A lot of the board is wanted faces, burglars, robbers, murderers, things like that. Uh, people who have just skipped town, stuff like that. In case they ever come in, then the guards can take a quick look at the board, see what's going on. Uh, you do notice that there are a approximately two that have animals on them. One of them is detailing that there is a rock in the area that needs to be taken care of. ROC rock. Yeah. And the second one is about a lost pet boar. I will take those two. Okay. The boar might not be able to help. But the rock, potentially. Uh, do I know how difficult a rock would be to kill? Uh, well... Rocks are very big <laughs> and very dangerous. Yes. Roll a history. Right. Prime level two adventure. Can I also make that history 18. roll? 18. Because 18 as well. <laughs> okay. So I see Alphen's history roll and there's Gerfried's. Okay, so both of you no, rocks are pretty hard to get rid of. They're very tough. They don't very well go down easily. And they do use their flying as an advantage. Mm -hmm. So you'd only really be able to hit it from far away. And even then, they're pretty tough characters. Well, if a larger party is being sent off, we might be able to enlist as part of a group of 20 or so. But uh, this would be difficult as we are now, but it's something worth uh, uh, keeping in the back of our head. Yep. Uh, so I'm just going to jot down the information on the rock and look at what the information on the lost pit boar is. Okay, give me just two seconds. All right. Amongst ourselves, then. I mean, yes, a, a rock would be quite a dangerous task, uh, as we are now. However, I think perhaps uh, with uh, good knowledge of the land, perhaps studying as to what a rock might find uh, unfavorable uh, in the habitats, uh, would be possible to drive it away without actually engaging with the beast. No. 
Possible. Uh, I'd have to upgrade this holding a short bow to uh, the uh, bigger uh, version. Theoretically, to, if we were, if we were to, uh, yeah, we would if not we were be to engaging. Go after that. Yes. Yeah. And now I think by the time we're shooting at it, we're in. That's, that's if you pardon my parlance, deep shit. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, by the time we were shooting at it, that would be a correct turn of phrase. Uh, yeah. <laughs> looking at the lost boar now. Okay, so you're looking at the lost pet boar wanted ad, and it's you see a very detailed picture of a large boar, probably comes up to about your hip, but it has a big bow wrapped around what you assume is the neck of the boar. And it... It says, uh, Pet Sparkles is missing. Need to find offering 100 gold pieces upon reward. Hmm. Uh, this poor unfortunate creature appears to have been lost. How long ago? Yeah, Elfwin yeah. curses that she does not have and will never get awakened. Um... What, yeah, what is, is there any other details, like last seen here? Uh, you do see a little name and an address at the bottom for details speak to Aaron. Ah. Yep. A-A-R-O-N. Ah, the other. A-A-R-O-N. Help and... Aaron. <laughs> no. Uh, it says... Aaron. Uh, it says, uh, for details, we should speak to Aaron. Uh, we will, uh, I am more inclined to the killing of beasts and the recovery of them, but, uh, if we have any particular talent that might uh, make this easier, we might look into it. I say, jotting the information down. Yeah. Uh, well then, let us find an inn. I am feeling mm -hmm. a bit weary from the road and would like a comfortable bed. Okay, so you take a little bit of time and you look for an inn itself, and you do might manage to find one, and it looks like not the best inn in town. It's definitely on floor one of about 30, <laughs> and it's it definitely looks like the building itself is straining a little bit, but they're making it work, and they have some steel brackets up to make sure that it doesn't completely cave in, um... and the sign outside says the giggling donkey. I'm just going to look around the exterior of it real quick to see if there are any signs that I might be looking for in relation to my work. That might indicate that this is a good place to stay. Okay. So you head inside and you see the tavern as a whole. There's not too terribly many people in there as of right now because it's still fairly early on in the day. It's about noon, one o'clock. And so it's not that busy, and you go over to the bar and you meet, see the bar patron, uh, elderly half-orc man. Hi, what can I do for you? Uh, well, uh, simply looking for a place to stay the night, um, and I'm, 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 um, I'm just going to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, sort of. Um, as I'm talking, just have a small copper coin 
that I'm flicking through, I'm just flicking across my knuckles and seeing if it draws any, uh, any sort of reaction from this innkeeper. Fancy coin you got there. Uh, it's just a souvenir. I say pocketing it. Uh... You see as he reaches down below the bar, pulls out a blade, shinks it down, and you see the same snake design on the hilt mm. of the sword. Smile. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, looking for uh, rooms for... I uh, look back at the others. Uh, do we want individual rooms? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, uh, four rooms, please. I think that'll do. First floor on the left. He nods upstairs. Thank you. Uh, how much? Friendly discount. Thank you. It is a pleasure. I will turn in. He turns and puts his sword back away. Uh, well, I, uh, we have rooms for ourselves. I am going to retire. Uh, if there is anything uh, that the, the, the either of you need of me, uh, please let me know. Um, Kibalt, would you like me, me to accompany you for uh, trying to look into the town's records, or...? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Alright. As my dogs go nuts in the background, sorry. It's fine. Um... Might as well stop asking the innkeeper. So, Elfwin will head down, after confirming where the rooms are, head down, um, essentially to where the, where the front desk is. Um, and if it's not too busy right now, just engage the innkeeper in pretty friendly conversation and try and slowly and politely bring it around to, um... <coughs> the town's record-keeping policies for travelers, if if they have, like, a town archive or a town hall, um, something like that. Okay. So you do look around a bit, and uh, you find what appears to be the main city hall, again, near the center of the city itself. Yeah. And you see that it's kind of an all-purpose area. They have a lovely community garden out front, and you see signs pointed to different buildings in the area, such as uh, Mayor, Lord of the Roads, yep. Governing of Trade, things like that. Uh, Lord of the Roads probably... Does that sound accurate to me, given I have a background in... Uh, Lord of the Roads is more the person who helps to direct the trade, make sure that the town itself and the roads are taken care of, okay. making sure travelers are dealt with if need be. Definitely an external kind of office. Okay. Um, then who would... Then I will find the accurate office. Um, if that... If the one listed isn't what... <sighs> Yeah. And you're looking for just the leader of the town? No, I'm specifically... We Sorry, I've not. just said this three times. I'm specifically right. looking for the town records keeping, especially records for keeping. travelers, yeah. people coming through, because that's what Tibalt indicated he wanted to find. Yeah. 
Okay, then that would actually be the Lord of the Roads situation, as they would keep records of all travelers who go through. Alright. We'll go there. Okay, so you head in. Alfred will knock politely. Knock politely, okay. No one really seems to answer. Okay. I'll listen at the door to see if there's anybody even on the other side of it. Uh, You do hear a bit of bustling around a bit. Mainly just different people walking from place to place, shuffling of papers and books, things like that. Tibble will open the door. Yeah. Okay. Well, after giving it a few seconds yeah. of giving them a chance to know that someone's coming in, yes. Obviously, we open the door. Yep. You do open the door. There's a bit of a walkway, almost like a foyer area, and you see uh, lining around there are little uh, fences blocking off the actual desks and things from people with little doors opening in and out so the employees can go in between desks and areas. And at the very back, you do see a door saying Lord of Roads. Okay. Uh, So that's where I assume we already were. Yes. That's fine. It's fine. It's just... We'll uh, go up to the first desk uh, and ask if... (laughs) Uh, I'll just walk up to the first desk and say, "Um, I'm looking for somebody and... I was hoping maybe you could tell me how recently they passed through. Um, it's uh, I'm looking for my my father, uh, and I'll give uh, the same description I gave last time. You know, a little bit shorter than me, longer hair, grayed, uh, nice but not too nice clothes, and part of a trading caravan. Um, and I'll give his name. Uh, well, last name Mason. I don't remember the first name I gave last time. <laughs> I didn't have that part written down. It's all right. The uh, half elf uh, lady with the lightly tanned skin and the golden hair. Uh, she says, it's okay, let's look by the last name first in the description. Uh, she goes behind her and reaches down and brings up a really huge book and sets it down and opens it seemingly to a random page. You see the, pla- the pages themselves are actually blank. And she writes the last name Marsh on the top and it, the ink all seems to disappear into the book itself. And then the pages swap themselves and turn and turn and turn until eventually a page comes up. It's still blank. And then the writing almost seems to appear going from the top to the bottom. Oh, yes. It does seem that we have someone by that name and description. Looks like they came through here hmm, a few years ago. So I watched them write Marsh. Yes. I'll I'll say uh, the last name was Mason, and I'll spell it out. I'll spell it out for him. Mason. Ah, sorry about that. A little dyslexic. I'm sorry. Uh, She writes Mason instead, and uh, she sees it. Uh, Ah, here we go. Okay. 
Uh, they did pass through here. Hmm. Seems they stayed a bit longer than what they originally intended to, and then they left from the west gate. Not, not the north gate? No. Okay. Is the capital west of here or north of here? North. Okay. Um, I'm going to list off one of the other names uh, of one of the other caravan leaders that was in the trade caravan and mm-hmm. say, what about, what about them? Uh, did they, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just give a, their name, last name. Um, did they leave? Cause they, they came as a group. Did they all leave out of the West gate? Was there a problem with the North Gate? Hmm. I don't know of any problems with the North Gate during that time. Uh, that name doesn't appear to be on the list of their group. Okay. Did uh, he by chance give a destination that he was headed to? Or is, you guys don't care once they're out? Your so city long as they're leaving, we don't really care where they're going. Or at least the Lord of the Roads does. And I find it fascinating to listen to stories of where travelers are going and things. But we're not supposed to keep record of that. Awesome. Spectacular. Uh, thank you. You've been a lot of help. Um, You're very welcome. Yeah, I'll just uh, turn and walk out. Back to the back to the end. Yep. Indicating to Elf one that I've gotten what I needed. Okay. Um. Oh. I've got something I was gonna do while they were gone, but you can you can deal with Auntie first. Okay. So, Auntie, knowing your mission, what would you like to do? I'm going to see if there are any like kids running around that look a little bit scruffy. Seeing if I can just maybe stop some of them. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, you wander around a little bit, taking a look, seeing if there are any street urchins or children running about uh, much at all. And you do see often some of the alleys that there are some children running about, going through garbage, things like that. I, I'll try to call out to them, just in a conversational type of way, not trying to accuse them or anything. They kind of startle and look at you. Um, yes? Nice weather we're having, wouldn't you say? Um, I mean, it's been warm. 
you look like the kind of kids that would know people in the know. And I'll just make the thieves can't sign for friend. As you take a little closer look, there are four kids there. Um, most of them don't really understand what's going on. They're like waving back at you, kind of like very suspiciously. And one of them kind of gives you a nod. It's a young girl. Human. About how old? Uh, I want to say seven. You know, I know a little girl about your age. Really? Yes. So these friends that I might be looking for. Would you happen to know how to get to them? The other kids are kind of looking at her and she just waves them away and tells them to go back to eating the garbage. Um, well, I do have a few friends in town. Who are you looking for? Someone who knows information. That would be probably Big Brother Jesse. And where does he like to hang, as the kids say? He usually has a pretty nice drink right about now. Which tavern was it again? She starts rubbing her fingers together. I pull out uh, some silver coins and just make one of them dance along my fingers, just sort of juggling it. That's right. He was in the cuckoo's rest. Which would be which direction? Just tapping her, her mouth, trying to remember. A second one joins in. Just. Oh, that's right. It's about uh, three streets down that way. And she points you towards the eastern side of town. Take two turns into the alley and you'll be there. Thank you so much. And I hand out not only the two coins, but uh, two to each of the other kids. You go over to them and they're like, Thank you. And they go My pleasure. And, and the little seven-year-old is shocked too because you wink. You head off so in that direction. So you won't stand out. Yeah. Yes. So you go follow the directions. Uh, you go through streets down, make two rights, and you go into a pretty dark alley, and it you see that the ground itself kind of sinks down, almost like it was chiseled, so that there was a bit of a walkway. And onto your right-hand side, you see a sign with a almost burnt-in outline of a rooster laying down on a pillow, and the sign says, The Cuckoo's Rest. I will enter. Okay. Uh, you enter into 
the tavern itself. It's very, very dark, and you can smell a lot of pungent smoke and aromas and spices as you go in. It's very darkly lit, maybe one or two torches in just the entranceway itself, and you see that walls are actually lined with almost like red velvet material. And you go into the bar itself, and they have little jars of mage fire lining the bar to light it. You see an elven woman cleaning a glass behind the bar. Anyone else in the bar, or just this woman? Just the woman. Mm. Uh, We'll go up to the bar. Good day. And to you. Um, I'm meeting a friend here, but in the meantime, and I'll hand over a gold piece, something nice. She takes the gold coins and puts it away. She goes over to... uh, a couple of different jugs on the wall itself and pours you a glass of almost like a golden brown liquor, almost like a brandy. And she brings it over to you and sets it down. Ah, almost Can I make a she... quick insight check? Sure, go ahead. Just to say that she's not like slipping me poison or anything. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, you don't really think she's pulling poison on you. She wouldn't... There's no one else in the bar, but you doubt she has any reason to. You never know. And she ends it down, and she puts it on the bar. Ah, uh, almost forgot. She picks up the glass from the actual wood itself, leans down, and puts a little round uh, cork material underneath. There you go. Make sure you use that. Mahogany. Of course. Oh, I can tell. She goes back to cleaning her glass. And I'll just sip the drink slowly and wait. Uh, As you go to pick up the glass itself, you notice that there's a symbol on the little cork post on the little uh, coaster underneath the glass. And you recognize the symbol. Mm-hmm. As the symbol for... Your group. Mm. Uh, just give a, a little nod to the, the barkeeper. She... She sits down on the glass that she's cleaning again, reaches her hand under, and you hear a click. You see the wall over to your right hand, over to your left hand side, spins just barely enough to open it up, open an open way. Opening. Friends in there. Thank you, and I'll we'll, we'll take my drink because I did pay for it. Mm-hmm. And make my way through. You make your way through, and there's a set of stairs going down, 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 
and you eventually make your way to a door that is black wood with a silver handle and the symbol of the brothers and sisters of Grim on the top in red. Would I know if there's a special knock or anything? Uh, you would know that you need to knock twice, knock once, knock twice, otherwise a trap will be sprung. Then that's exactly how I knock. Okay. And as you finish up the last set of knocks, you wait a few seconds. Click. And the door opens up a little bit. And I'll go in. Okay. Uh, inside you see an office area. Uh, several bookshelves on the sides made out of the same black wood. It mostly looks like a carved out room underneath the bar itself. And at sitting at the desk, you see a you see a human man, black hair, very pale skin. Ah, hello there. My brother, I assume. And my sister, I assume. Stands up and holds out his hand. Uh, swap the drink over and shake hand. Well, if you've made your way all the way here and I don't recognize you, that means you're new. What can I do? Looking for some information on some locals. Have you heard of a Belafast Le Guin? Uh, I the little shit. He's given some trouble recently, but nothing too untoward to our organization. Apparently he doesn't know that silence is golden. I was under the impression I was to either find out some information about him and bring it back, or see if he could be brought into the fold, as it were. Hmm. I bet with a little bit of training he could be brought in, but... Let's just say the team around here is a little tired of dealing and cleaning up after him. Going around spouting a bunch of nonsense about the brothers and sisters of Grimm doesn't exactly bode well for those of us who are here. His family lives in the north. And how, how is the weather? Is it wet, do you think? Or are we expecting a dry spell? Seems to be a dry spell coming on. Winds from the south. Damn desert. Mm. That's the feeling I got too. Many thanks. Gated district. Look for the silver boar symbol. They're everywhere. Of course. Goes back to writing things on his desk. And good day to you, sister. And to you, brother. And I leave. Yep. Uh, Where are you going from here? I'm going to look for an inn, unless I run into one of the others, and they can tell me that that one has been arranged. Okay. I'll say that you do run into Alfin and Tybalt as they make their way back from the Lord of the Roads. 
Hey, bro. Oh, hello. Who? My... I'm sorry, you must have me mistaken. Yeah, must must have. Sorry, you look you look like a Bernadette, but uh, obviously your name's Melissa. Oh, um, we have met then. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have uh, uh, an inn, if uh, you haven't found one yet. I hadn't, but that saves me the trouble. Thank you. Yeah, and I will give her the name of it. I forgot it. Um, uh, what is it? The Giggling Donkey. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's at the Giggling Donkey. Um, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Gerfried set it up. So. Um, we all are, all have four separate rooms. Uh, whenever you're there. Uh, do you need uh, help going wherever you're going, or you still doing your own thing? I mean, I can walk, thank you. Alright, just asking if you wanted a little company. But, uh, alright. I guess uh see you at the end later. No doubt. All right. And I walk away. So, back at the, um, back at the end. After basically waiting until after Timolt and Elfin left, I'll go back down and sit down at the bar. Uh, please, uh, a drink. And uh, if you happen to know of any work, I am in town looking for uh, just that. I um first the drink. Do you want to get drunk or get drunk? Uh, neither. Just something to steady the hand. Hmm. Turns around and kind of ponders a little bit. Picks up what looks to be a green bottle and pours a bit of very. Uh, dark looking liquor inside and then topping most of it off with water. Yeah, this is all Jova. As for work, well, kind of looks around just to make sure everyone left. Uh, as far as work, there isn't too terribly much. It's mainly grasslands. Uh... I think the biggest thing we have going on around here, there's a rock that needs to be taken care of, but that's more, a couple of us are going to be coming in to handle that. I have heard some rumors that something seems to be stirring out in the grasslands, some big packed animals and something. Mostly the guards just watching it for right now, but if we need to step in. Is there a payment planned for it? What? Uh, mainly though, they're just watching it right now. I'm sure if someone did kill it, they would give out some kind of a reward, but... Of course. 
Aside from that, they're just watching to see if it's actually a danger to the town. Ah. Well, I will wait for further action. As to the rock, yes, it does seem to be uh, less of a solo uh, prospect. As mm. it were. Mm. Sorry to have this information already. They helpfully had it posted up on the board at the gate. Yeah, what they didn't post was the reason why. I am intrigued. Thought you'd be. Uh, the rock itself is, of course, a danger, as we all know. But the reason they're wanting it killed is because its nest is someplace where the mages want to go and find out what it is. Get rid of the rock, not needing to deal with the nest, go home happy, figuring out whatever the hell is in that huge crater. Oh, so they are curious more so about what it is hiding than the rock itself. Precisely. Is there perhaps some kind of cage there? Well, we don't exactly know what's in the crater, so the crater itself, no. Killing the rock, yes, but... Killing... As being the bounty, rather than finding out what's in, makes people a little less wary to find out once the arcane users come in. Well, perhaps if I find myself uh, in that area and see what they just are so interested about. Gives you a wink. Anything else I might need to know uh, about the town? Kind of nods to your size. Might want to cover that with a blanket or something. They don't mind weapons coming in, they understand, but showing it off, a little unsettling to the people living here. Uh, I find I like being. But I will take uh, your recommendation out. Very well. Very well. In that case. Uh, my comrades, they are not, but uh, they are capable. The members, or no? No, they are not. Mm. Simply traveling. Traveling leads to fighting. Uh, as it quite often does, yes. Uh, I do have some things that may be of interest to other members of our order. I uh, say pulling mm. out the, the three vials. And just sort of placing uh, them on the table. Uh, this may be useful for others. I am less of the subtle type, but in the right creature's meal, uh, actually, this might be a very good. Uh, it will drive creatures uh, quite angry, uh, makes them prone to attacking, but at the same time, weakens them, makes them easier to kill. This might be a solution for the rock, though I do not dare think of what sort of damage it will do before it is weakened. Mm. He picks up one of the vials and holds it up to one of the lights. Do not breathe it, touch it, or eat it. But other than that... Mm. I think I have a couple of good ideas about this. One other was traveling through here a while ago and going on and on about a town not taking a threat seriously. I bet this can make that threat very serious for that town. Well, I have three of them. 
we'll say, putting our, uh, I, I will keep one for myself, but the other two mm. are for the order. Very well. Thank you. I'll manage to pass them on. Put some under the bar. And I won't mix them into any drinks. That would be wise. Uh, you have never seen a drunk so fierce. Hmm. <laughs> eh, Goliath customers are very interesting. <laughs> uh, this one in particular, uh, red eyes, crystallization afterwards, uh, quite quick, uh, quite swift acting and potent. Hmm. The, um, Understood. Magical cure and some alchemy can uh, purify uh, poisoned areas, but in the body, much more. Difficult. As would be need to be of a poison. Then, in uh, after that, sort of put stuff away, and I'll just continue uh, having a drink at the bar until everybody comes back. Okay. Yep. When they walk through the door, I look over. Ah, welcome back. Holding up my drink. I trust your search was fruitful? Yep, found out definitely new information. Uh, how married to uh, traveling north are you? I roam as the wind, di as the wind dictates, uh, so not at all. Okay. Okay, because uh, I guess uh, they lost track of my my dad uh, quite a bit sooner than the capital, uh, which is where they said that he, they lost him. But uh, yeah, I guess he headed out the west gate. Uh, out of character, with the information that I've received about the rock, uh, assuming that there was more than just small talk afterwards um which direction would the rock's nest be in it would be in the northwest area northwest? it's main it's mainly in the grasslands area so there are no forests or anything for it to be in but it is in the crater in the northwest okay is there anything is there is the is is that that crater like a known like attraction like come see the crater it was made 100 years ago by something like or is it just no part of the mystery is that the crater wasn't there like a few months ago. Okay, so the crater Just came all of us... with the rock. <laughs> yeah, some people who were traveling in from the west gate said, "Hey, we heard some noise. We saw it. It's this huge bird that's in the middle of a crater." Okay. Kill it! Kill it! Kill it! Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it! Got it. Uh, well, uh, west is not an inopportune direction to travel. Um, has Melissa come back as well? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I. Yeah. yeah, if I wasn't there earlier, I'd probably come in now. Just. Uh, uh, Melissa, uh, how goes your uh, work? Fruitful, I think. Oh, good. We'll have to see how how everything how the how the cards fall. We apparently have a new direction. Uh, the. Is your work going to keep you here for the for a few days, or is it urgent that you leave? Uh, it should be all right. We'll see. Well, uh, perhaps we shall see what the new day brings. I say, holding up drink and drinking. 
I should I should say for the future, if need if need be for introductions, please allow me. Certainly. Thank you. Uh, please come join me at the bar. They have they have good drinks here. Nothing too heavy for me. I feel like I've I've had quite enough already. <laughs> I just smile and sit there at the bar. Uh, Aaron, you're muted. <laughs> Alfwen will take the alcohol and just very subtly tap it and let it glow bright eight with golden radiant light. Purifying it. <laughs> Turning it into water. No. <laughs> That's not what it is, but I it know, removes the alcoholic impact. Yeah. It's st- it still tastes like alcohol. He just won't be drunk. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the same burn to it. Yeah. Good, because I prefer to be sober. <laughs> <laughs> I like alcohol. I just prefer to be sober. I will have a mug of water for now. It seems we are four weary travelers finding ourselves uh, in a bit of respite before continuing on our journey then. Alright, you spend some time drinking, talking, enjoying, and some people start to come in as the hours go by and it goes into the evening hours. Uh, A band starts to play in the tavern itself as the bard's come in wanting some coin you have a very lovely evening and i believe that is where we're gonna leave it for tonight because that seems like a good stopping place all right i do have a thing if you've still got a little bit of time yes we do what would you like i would like to leave the tavern preferably if no one's watching and make my way towards these gates okay so you manage to slip out in a bit of a break for the bars whenever everyone's already pretty deep in their cups. And you follow the directions of Jesse from before. And you go towards the gates themselves. You see that the... It seems like several houses have been set up here with the gate around them to make sure that people don't come in. It's very, very tall and seems to have arcane runes on the side. You're not exactly sure what they do, but you're pretty sure you have a good idea. Yeah. Do I think there's any way in or around without going through the ruins? Uh, well, you, as you keep going, you do see that there is a bit of gate set up, like a little house set up next to the gate itself. And you see a very staunch dwarven man sitting in the little booth. Can I try and sneak around without him noticing? You could try. He does seem to be a little bit into his own cup as well. He's definitely on duty, but it's a dwarf. He's going to drink. <laughs> yeah. It's Friday night. He's feeling right, but he has a shift. So would that be a stealth roll, I assume? Yes, it would. That's uh, an eight. <laughs> okay, so as you you 
very obviously go to the other side of the actual street itself and wrap yourself around and the dwarf just kind of watches you go around as you try to then uh, slip into the gate. Oi, what are you doing? I, well, uh, what? Acting drunk. He hands out a flask. I stumble over myself to uh, grab it. You seem drunk. Do you want more alcohol? I think that's the solution. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Do you take the flask? Uh, Yes, but I don't actually drink from it. Just, like, hold it up and then... All right. So you... And... Hey! That's the kind of person I like. Alright, um... Which house? And just, like, collapse on on the ground. Oh, gosh. Alright. He gets down from his little stool and gets down. He hits a button on the booth and you hear the as the gates open. Alright, come on. In you go. And he starts pulling you. And he pulls you in just enough uh, so that he can get you towards a fountain that's nearby and near the entrance to look pretty. And he kind of starts and throws you in. Wash it off. And then I'll wait for an opportunity that he's turned his back and just make a run for some cover. Okay. Roll another stealth check. Mm-hmm. Like, frankly, I'm shocked this is working. That's <laughs> uh, an 11. 11. Okay. He is pretty drunk and he's just like, all right. Finish washing it out. And he kind of sits down next to the fountain itself. He chokes another bit from his flask. And while he has his back turned, you very quietly. Gone. <laughs> and you sneak up behind him a tree. And he's just sitting there. Thinking you're still just in the water. And do I have directions to this guy's place? Uh, you or were told looking for the silver boar. Okay, so I'll take a little wander around looking for those. Okay. Uh, as you go, you do see one very large house and the emblems of on top on the actual light posts going into it does have the symbol of a silver boar. Okay. Um, light post, you said, or a house? Sorry. Uh, what you're at is the end of the driveway, basically, and there are light posts with fire. Ah, okay. Leading up to it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and try and get over the the wall, or just through into the house, I guess. Okay. So you 
uh, start to go in through the driveway, but then you divert off into the grass, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, and are, and are you going for a door, a window, the front door? Uh, a window. Probably no, okay. maybe one up a story. That's usually where these things end up going. Okay. Uh, roll athletics first to see if you can get up to the second floor. Yang, yang, yang. Because <laughs> it is climbing a house. Gotta, gotta get, oh, thank God. Gotta get that thief <laughs> archetype. <laughs> 19 <Okay>. minus 2. <laughs> Okay, so you do manage to uh, grasp onto some uh, grasping ivy, and it helps you come up. And you look in through the window itself, and you see a very dark room. It does look to be a bedroom, but it's very dark, and you see a single person laying in the bed, and it looks to be a woman. Young teenager, young 20s. Makeup smeared everywhere. She just passed out there. Uh, is the window open, or can it be opened? Okay, you test it, and the window is locked. Can I unlock it from this side? You do see that there is a little bit of a keyhole situation. Can I attempt to pick that keyhole? Go for it. Uh, dexterity? For thieves' tools? Yes. That's hmm. uh, a 20. 20, okay. You get your thieves' tools in keeping your thighs very much clenched around those same bits of ivy that you have and just. And it opens. And I'm in, and moving past the room, because I don't think this is the person I'm after. Okay. Uh, as you move through the room itself, uh, what you thought originally was a wall separating the room from perhaps a vanity or a bathroom or something, it actually turns out that it's a twin room. There's a woman on one side, and there is an older gentleman on the other side. Almost looking like an unhappily married couple who put up a wall. Oh. Uh, any sort of books or papers or anything around or probably more in an office than a bedroom uh, yeah you do see like a couple of uh, random bits of paper and you do see one book in the room that's on the woman's nightstand not a kind of book you need although <laughs> although if you wanted to uh, um, I'm just going to go through some of the paperwork or whatever, see what I can find out from that. Uh, mostly just random bits of paper, notes, orders to some of the servants to make sure that they're cleaning the beds properly. Stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Um, I think I might be pushing my luck a little bit, so I'm going to try and go back. Okay, you go back through, roll another stealth check. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's a nine ten. Okay. Uh, as you're sneaking through, you do hear. <laughs> no. Oh, Badger, go go away. And you slip back out through the window and back into the ivy. Close the wing, the window behind you. And I'm going to try and make my way back to the tavern. Or in, sorry. Okay. And you do make your way back there. It's definitely toned down quite a bit. A lot of people are very drunk. A uh, few people have gone home. And the bards are counting up whatever money that they made on a table nearby. And uh, your compatriots are, depending on their preferences, are already at the bar, still drinking, or up in their rooms. Um, I'm a learn. <clears throat> yeah, if it's pretty late, Tybalt is uh, too... Alphen? Alphen's probably still down at the bar. Okay. So you come in and you see what I described and you also see Alphen over at the bar. Okay. I'm going to head up to my room. You head up on onto your room. And was there anything else anyone wanted to do? Okay. Then as you all take your rest and your time to drink, that's where we're going to end this session. Say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye. Hello.